So who's buying and where are they buying? The answer just might surprise you. My name is Barry Horvath, and this is Moving Forward TV with your local market update. And I am Dylan Gaston. Thanks for joining us again this week. We're happy to have you guys here. Woo! <laughs> I was just thinking, you know, it's been so long. It's been a while that we've been doing the show now. It's, um, I know we've we've had some changes in, in scenery and st sets and stuff like that. And I don't know. I don't even know what episode we're up to, but I know it's long. I don't know it's why. And I don't know why. I just It's over 200. I know. Right. And I don't even know why it made me think that. But because, anyway. Because we, you know, our real mission in life is to be like Seinfeld. <laughs> a show about nothing. <laughs> we want a show about nothing. And by golly, well, we always have something. We just I know. try to make it entertaining. I mean, let's face it. The mortgage industry is not exactly. Not been, entertaining. <laughs> it's not exactly been a fun time since, you know, right. the late 2000s there. And and it's definitely been, has its peaks and valleys. So, but. Good know, segue. You like that? <laughs> you like that? Whoa. Because what we're segueing into is the generational thing and who's buying out there and what are they buying? Good yes. segue. You like that? You like that? <laughs> I did. Well, I know. It's a boring business, but we do try and make it entertaining. Thank goodness as entertaining it, as thank we goodness can. it pays well. <laughs> I know, <laughs> That's right. all I can say. No, it's yes, the show. Actually, yes, we make so much money I from know. it. <laughs> no, but you know what? I got to tell you, we provide a lot of good information to the home buyer TMZ market. TMZ keeps calling me. Yeah, they do. <laughs> but you know what? At the end of the day, think about what we do for people. I know. And we're, they're pursuing... The American dream of home ownership. I mean, it's just, it's awesome. And it's why both of us, after so many years, yeah. are still in this industry because yeah. it, it's, the, the, our hearts, our hearts are in yeah, it. Yeah, they are. They, yeah. You have to be. Otherwise, you're just stupid. If you do this for <laughs> any other reason to Or sadistic. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So let's talk about which generation is struggling the most to buy a home right now which one so we all you know we know the generational things we have our millennials we have our gen xers we have our baby boomers our boom, boom. younger baby boom, boomers boom, boom, our boom boom, boom boom baby boomers and then our older baby boomers and then yeah. what they call our silent generation which who are, are older, older those are our seniors really? who are mostly in assisted living All facilities right. so we were doing the research on this and i think we were both quite surprised and i'm yeah. going to give you a hint who it is or who it's not who it's not it's not the millennials i know i really thought for sure that the millennials the up-and-coming buyers were the ones that right struggling for the down payment struggling yeah. to you know debt ratio struggling with student loan debt we've heard um you know all of the struggles that the millennials are having trying to get into the market and not the case yeah let's face it it's not an easy feat to get all your ducks lined up your down payment money saved and to buy a home. And I think we just assumed it was, you know, maybe because of our own children. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. I think we just assumed it was the millennials. We were very surprised. It's not. It's 
the Gen Xers. The Gen Xers. Go figure. I know. I know. How does so that happen? So it's the millennials' parents <laughs> <laughs> who, are, well, who are doing the struggling right I think the right world now. is different now. It's it is. It's changing, and it's changing every day, just like the mortgage industry. So, you know, um, when, when we look back in time um, now, more millennials are staying home longer. Right. So that Gen Xer has to buy another house. That's exactly what they said. So they said, and the Gen Xers are spending the most money on that house too. Yeah. Hint, hint, that's what we want to go after. They're spending the most money, uh, um, I guess on, on national averages, like 260,000, whereas opposed to the millennials are only about 200,000 that they're spending right. when they are buying a house national averages um so and the reason that the gen xers are buying that kind of house is because the millennials who aren't out buying houses are still living with mom and dad right so they're buying a little bit bigger so they're buying something a little bit bigger maybe a four bedroom or something like that because they have their kids either coming back from college and and staying with them or you know saving up on their own that's why the millennials aren't having a problem saving because no. they're living with they're mom living and with dad, dad. <laughs> forever <laughs> But and, the Gen Xers are struggling and, to save. And let's face it, you're a Gen Xer. It's probably not likely that you're going to move home yes. with your parents. <laughs> exactly. With exactly. your kids as well. Yeah, yeah, Although, <laughs> is my brother watching the show? The baby. <laughs> Sorry, bro. I'm just the baby kidding. boomer. My, the, <laughs> the older Mom. baby boomers are like, they better not move back in here <laughs> with they the bring, kids. And then they bring their kids. I love the statistic, though. I'm going to read it to you. It says about 47% of Generation X respondents, and this is a survey of about 4,000 responses, were having difficulty saving up for a down payment. And that's compared with 23% of millennials. So it's, See, and we were all thinking that the millennials are the ones having a hard time saving up. No, well, they're not. Because they live home. They live home. Exactly. That's the thing. It's kind of funny, isn't it, when you think about that? I know. And it, it makes sense. It, it makes perfect sense. It makes total sense. Yeah, it does. When you think about it. So anyway. So, so the other thing is the the um, the reason why our um, Gen Xers. Who's making the comeback? Who is making the biggest comeback? That's the next question. Who do you think is making the biggest comeback in real estate? Ah, so even though they're struggling the most. Same answer. Yeah. Gen Xers are making the biggest comeback in the buyer's market. They're right coming now. back. And and why? They make the most money. Yep. <laughs> they are the highest income earners out there right now. So they're the ones that are making the most money. So it makes sense that they're the ones. And again, like we said, they need bigger homes because some of them have their, their children moving back in, yep. maybe moving back in with grandkids, not sure. Uh, <laughs> you know, I have some friends that that has happened to. So they're moving back home. So they need those bigger houses and they're making the most income. So it makes sense. So can I, you know, and it also makes sense because of the boo-boos that happened in 08, 09. And you that's know, the other thing. That's what people made... People lost those houses. When Barry and I started doing the research on this, one of the things that... That was the thing that the Gen Xers definitely got hurt the most. You know, they lost their houses. They bought houses yeah. in the height of the market. They thought they were doing the right thing. The, they thought American they were making dream. a great investment. Right. You know? So many people. And, and they lost a lot. Well, they got walloped and they got killed the most, I think, out of all of them. So that's why when we started this research, we didn't think that they were going to be the ones who were buying you know, making the biggest comeback. No. Absolutely no. did not think so. After reading this this article, it really put it's it... surprising, put it, though. Yeah. But you know what? They are making the most money. And I want to... Yep. I'd love to... Can I read yes, that statistic? Yes, yes, absolutely. So Gen Xers are 
back like their median income time. is 106 600 a year and younger boomers who are age 52 to 61 earn 938 and they're the second millennials highest. 36 youngers um, brought home about 82,000 and the typical buyer against all generations had a medium income of 88,500 I thought that was kind of that's interesting to know it that. is it is but it, so it our kinda, Gen Xers are making the most they're money making the there. most money they lost their homes um, but you know what's so funny they're they're actually not the generation buying the most homes right now. I know. It's so confusing, all these stats, right? I know. <laughs> but it just means, you know what it means for our real estate partners? We really have to be, um, you have to be open and you have to understand which generation you're talking to. And, and like they always say, pick a niche, right? Right. So pick something and that's what you go forward think, with and learn that generational I think you want to target personality. who your buyers are. Right. You really do. I know a lot of you do that farming and so forth and pick a neighborhood or right. focus on veterans or public service people or whatever the case may be. Right. But anyway. It's good to pick a generation, too. I think it is. Find the generation that's buyers. So we know gen a, generation Xers X. are making prime, the biggest comeback right targets. now. targets. Now, we talked about... Making the most money. Right. Why they're coming back. But many of them have boo-boos. So right. We're going to give you the timelines on boo-boos right after this break. Hi, my name is Joe Staltieri. I'm one of the owners of Complete Care Systems. At Complete Care Systems, we do carpet cleaning, upholstery cleaning, tile and grout cleaning, tile and grout sealing, wood floor and laminate floor deep cleaning, as well as stripping and waxing of linoleum and vinyl floors and a whole lot more. We also run daily deals and special, which you can find at CompleteCareSystems.com or simply call Trisha up at 727 364-5158 and she'll answer all your questions and give you over the phone free estimates. Or she'll send me out to your home or office to give you an on-site free estimate. At Complete Care Systems, we don't cut corners, we clean them. All right, did you enjoy that break? I did. You know, you did that big sigh and I'm sitting here thinking to myself, well, did he just catch that on air? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently. Well, okay, we're ready. I want our viewers we, we to We got know. up and we ran. We did exercise. Yeah, we, that's it. Listen, we are real people and we have real problems in life <laughs> and we do sigh <laughs> occasionally. I know. I know. Things really are going on. <laughs> yes, they are. Phones are blowing up, blah, blah, blah. So you guys have no idea what goes on in break. <laughs> It's probably best that we keep it off the air. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it's fun. Yeah. But, but anyway, anyway. <laughs> all all of those Gen Xers we're talking about, you know, who are the, our, our number one home buyers out there right yeah, now, getting back into the market and making the most money, and a lot of them don't even know because they lost their house to foreclosure, right. deed and lieu, short sale, etc. A lot of them don't know when can they buy again. And I think they're all surfacing knowing they can. And I think a lot of them th don't think they can buy. I've yeah. talked to several who would say, well, they can't buy again. They can never buy again because they had a foreclosure. They right. lost a house or something like that. And many of those, even though maybe they bought at the height of the market, maybe activity didn't happen until, say, you know, maybe they did. They bought in seven or right. eight. And then in 2011 or 12 is when they were foreclosed they lost their on. House. Right. So now they think, oh. I don't have, you know, a They've got to wait 10 years or Yeah, they got to wait whatever. the rest of their life. No, no, no. No. It's like when you get divorced, you know, you go on a date the next day. That's just how it works. Well, well really? <laughs> <laughs> 
there might be a little bit of a waiting period Say, dating I after know. a divorce. <laughs> and there might be a little bit of a waiting period buying a house after oh, okay, okay. A, a life mishap. <laughs> So here's what I like to say <laughs> about. Or when you lose when you lose a dog, you go out the next day, you get a puppy. Yeah, no, probably not. No, there's a waiting period. <laughs> there's a waiting period. All right, all right. There's so, a grieving period. So let's go over the waiting period. And I like to say to people, so you know what? It's bad things happen to good people. So first of all, anybody out there who has lost a home, or if you know somebody who has, or had a bankruptcy, or had a short sale, or something like that, you know what? Bad things happen to good people. It's okay. God made us so that we can bounce back again so we're going to be up and going again and it's all right so there might be some waiting periods some time to heal and what it's waiting for is time for your credit to heal so the first thing we're going to ask you to do is don't hide from credit Okay. Don't hide from credit. That's right? a great idea. Yeah. You have to jump back into the credit market again. You have to get uh, credit cards again. You have to start reestablishing so that your credit score can get up. Doesn't mean that, okay, maybe six months later, you can go and buy a house after you just had a foreclosure. No, your credit is on track to rehealing if you've gotten a, a credit cards and that kind of thing, but there is still some waiting periods and that's what we wanted to go yeah, over. Yeah, so let's talk about these waiting periods because remember they vary by different loan programs that are out there. Right. Conventional, FHA, VA, USDA. Um, and they, everybody always says, oh, I got to wait seven years. I got to wait seven years. I got to wait seven years. No. No, you don't. No. So pay attention. We're going to give you the rules right now. And remember, every bank can have their individual overlay on what the real rules are of the program. Right. So, which means, you know, they're willing to partake in some risk, maybe not all of it. That's just the way it is. So let's talk about a conventional loan first. Conventional meaning Fannie, Freddie. Right. Um, you know. And what what is the first waiting period you want to discuss, Delane? Well, the 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 waiting period. So we're going to touch on all of them: a short, a short sale, a bankruptcy, Chapter Seven, which is different from a bankruptcy Chapter Thirteen, um, or somebody who has had multiple bankruptcies, somebody who has had a foreclosure, and somebody has who has had a deed in lieu. All of those things are different. So, number one, short sale. Short sale. If you had a short sale, how long do they four, have to wait? Four years on conventional. So. Only four years. That means four years from the date of closing. And you can't enter into a new contract until it's at least four years. Just because you're submitting the loan, make sure the contract date is after that four years. Very important. And it goes by the date the property was transferred out of your name. Keep that in mind, too. For either deed and lieu, short sale, foreclosure, yep. it goes from the date that the certificate of title was transferred out of your name. All right. How about bankruptcy on a Chapter 7? Four years. Everything's four years. No, or, not everything's four or years. Or two years. <laughs> two years if it's documented with extenuating circumstances with reestablished credit. Key, um, reestablished credit. Yeah, so... Um, Don't hide. Something happened, that's okay. And I think that's an Jump explanation thing. And I think it can be like death, um, right. perhaps illness, um, you know, something medically you had to file. Divorce, divorce is not. Divorce is not. Is not an extenuating circumstance. Even Basically, it, they said divorce is an option as opposed to death of the major income earner in the household. Right. That is, you know, you can't help that. So. Even though divorce might suck. And it might feel like death. <laughs> <laughs> or new life for some of you. <laughs> All right. What's not an extenuating What's our show about? <laughs> 
Chapter 13 bankruptcies, I know. Chapter, Chapter 13, 13 bankruptcies. Is, it's two years from discharge or four years from when dismissed. And now the difference, just real quick, in a Chapter 13 and a Chapter 7 uh, bankruptcy. Chapter 7 is when everything is absolved and it just goes away. Chapter 13 is when you're on a repayment plan with the courts. And over a yep. three-year or five-year period, you're making payments to pay back those uh, debts. And this, this next one is good. Foreclosure. Seven years on a foreclosure to go conventional. Keep but, in mind, we're all, we're talking conventional. It yep. is seven years. But, however, but if caveat. it was part of the bankruptcy, then it's four years from the final discharge. But you must get an AUS approval to get that, okay? Um, what if we have multiple bankruptcies within seven years? What if we have multiple bankruptcies? That's a problem. Five years. <laughs> Five years from the last discharge or three years if documented extenuating circumstances. All right. What about Deed and Lou? Deed and Lou is four years for Fannie Mae, seven years for Freddie Mac. Isn't that funny how there's, there's little so... tiny differences between Fannie Mae and Freddie right. Mac, which is conventional financing. Everybody right. knows that. So those are Hopefully. the basic guidelines. Now we're going to tell you FHA and we're going to run through them in VA. <laughs> okay. FHA, same rules, short sale, three, three years. years. Bankruptcy Chapter 7. Two, two years. years. Bankruptcy Chapter 13. 12 months if you're still in. So you can do it if you're still in the, the Chapter 13. You can absolutely still buy a house as long as you get approval from the court and you have to have 12 months of good payment history with them. If your Chapter 13 is discharged, no seasoning. You can go out the day after your Chapter 13 is discharged and buy a house. How about a foreclosure? Foreclosure is three years from the date that the Certificate of title transferred. And then we got a flip. Wow, what is that? <laughs> That's a whole show in itself. That's on a whole show. We're going to skip that one. Yeah, how about... <laughs> Let's go uh, into short sales VA. Short sales VA, no seasoning required. None. So if you're a veteran, guess what? You, you had can, a short sale. Now you must get an AUS approval. Right. Uh, bankruptcy Chapter 7 is two years with, with established credit. Chapter 13, no seasoning no for seasoning a VA whatsoever. buyer. Um, foreclosure... Only it's two years. Only two years on a VA. And then um, let's talk USDA rural housing. USDA rural housing. It, kind of, it mirrors FHA. Mirrors FHA, which so. is probably the, mo the you know, for non-veterans. Veteran is obviously the best program to get back in the game. Your non-veterans would be FHA is probably your best to get back in the game. Yes. So we need to go to break right now. We're going to tell you more about those buyers that are coming back in that you need to target right after this. Hi, I'm Jerry from Hot Locks Hair Salon. We are conveniently located at 13414 US Highway 19 in Hudson. I've been a local hairstylist in our community for the last 34 years, seven of which I was an educator. Our passion is the artistry of hair and Hot Locks is here to help you achieve your perfect image. You can call us at 727-514-9978.
Hi, we're back, and this time I'm entering us back in. <laughs> How does that work? I, I always exit. I know and you always. I know. It's anyway, weird. so because before he goes on to the next thing, I wanted to just say. So, if anybody would like this nifty difty little chart that has all of the different programs for conventional FHA, VA, uh, USDA, and the I waiting think, periods, I think by it's all important for a realtor, real estate professional. They need to know it because you don't want to waste your time. Right. someone who doesn't qualify right. but at the same time you want to educate help us spread the word to people who will qualify that think they yes. don't i've got this hanging on my wall because it is confusing and i've been doing this forever 35 years so i've got this hanging on my wall we're happy to share it with you just reach out to us yeah so, so now good. that our 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 we're our Gen Xers are cured, so to speak. They've they're waited cured. their waiting period. Their like boo-boos are healed. And they're the ones who are diving back in the market. Surprisingly enough, they're not buying most of the houses out there. They're making the biggest comeback. But who's buying most of the houses it's, out there? You know what? It's interesting. But uh, it's just uh, the millennials are buying 34% of the market right so now. So the ones who are moving out of the Gen Xers house yeah <laughs> so we have some some millennials who are still living with mom and dad the gen right. xers and some millennials that are taking that dive 34 percent of them they are the biggest uh mo buying the most houses i out used there. to do a lot of sales training okay and they always say you you not only need to know what's selling and yes. you you guys do a great job of that right in anything you do in life if you're selling widgets real estate cars or whatever but you need to know who's buying right and that's why because this information what's selling, is vital what's selling is only half of it exactly you need to know who's buying so your millennials are clearly the front runner right in that segment and your so. gen xers are the backer uppers yeah go figure right <laughs> those are those are the two so yeah the young whippersnappers as they say um but uh 34 of them the gen xers are buying probably the most expensive homes your young young baby boomers those would be your um 55 to 65 or so right. they're still buying houses out there too um they're they're like third in the category but if the credit markets remain mm -hmm. the way they are and they're not really loose so i don't like to use the word loose because they're clearly not like they were back in the 2000s um the millennials will probably be buying and continue to buy the most homes yeah that's over over the next several years mm -hmm. that's that's, that's just, a fact. It's just reality. That's just so a, know that because when you market. Because even the ones, even the ones who are currently living in mom and dad's house, over the next five years, they will be moving out. At, They're at in their some 30s. point, mom and dad are going to go. Get out! Get out! <laughs> and they say that, you know, the, it, life is different at 25 years old than at 35 years old or at 30 years old. So over the next five years, now all of a sudden, guess what? Now they have a spouse. So the other interesting thing was they're not buying. Um, we thought originally the millennials were all buying like these small, you know, apartments, two bedroom, one bedroom, that kind of a thing. No, as they get older, as they get into their 30s, now they want the lawn because now they want the yard. Now they're sure having they children and stuff like that so they're going to be buying the bigger houses so that's absolutely if you don't know about millennials you need to yep and, because that's that's where it's going you better learn social media if you want to connect with them that's all i'm gonna say yeah so let's talk about some of these statistics to lynn uh, because i love these i do too so i thought this was so really we, really really cool we have this nifty difty <clears throat> generational and, and thing can, and it's can, a generational yeah. thing graphic so 92% of millennial buyers and 90% of millennial sellers 
used a real estate professional. Did you hear that? 92 and 90%. That's pretty the crazy. The millennials are seeking you out. Yep. Go get them. <laughs> and I love this. Gen X buyers carry the highest student debt. We thought, again, we thought it was the, the millennials, millennials. Who, who had the biggest struggle with student loans. Nope. Their average Gen debt Xers. is student loan debt. 30 grand. That's a lot. Yeah, it is. So They're still paying on it. 20% of our younger boomers, our younger baby boomers, again, in the 55 range, upper 50s, bought a multi-generational home because that's the ones, as they said, the kids are staying with them or moving back in with the grandkids. So they're buying 20%. And here's the moving trend. And you, you touched on this about the lawn and so forth. 85% mm -hmm. of millennial buyers purchase a home in a suburban area compared to 80% in 2015 when you know in a suburban area sorry that's, that's quite quite that means they're moving out of the cities right. uh, you know and they want to get into some place with a little breathing room around them yeah suburbia Go figure, go figure. So anyway, all right, what do we got for our coming things cuz we covered a lot today. Uh, I know. This you know, was a great um, generational type show. Yeah, yeah. It is. we like that stuff. So we got some upcoming events with WPBA. Yep. Um the first date I want to tell you about is actually nothing to do with WPBA. It's Shadowfax. Shadowfax <laughs> is playing March 10th over for the Chasco Fiesta at Jilly's at 3 o'clock in downtown Newport Ridge. Yes, and I'll plug for, for Chasco. Chasco's yeah, coming, up. coming up. If it's any of you aren't great. in the Newport Ridge area, you need to take a drive on over because we have this awesome thing called Chasco Fiesta that's going on. It's and it's a nine-day nine day huge celebration in and our it, area. And it's a great event. And people Tons come, of stuff going yeah, on. It is. And then March 18th, we have the Cornhole Tournament brought on by West Pasco Business Association. Get your team now. Go to WPBA.biz or dot .rocks. <laughs> it's 50 bucks for a team. You can get a vendor spot, too. They're very reasonable. So I was just going to say, we're also putting vendor spots out there. Yep. So, yeah. And then we also have... And we have a lot of people come through there. That was like a really successful yes, event when was. we did it First last year. Yes, it was. First time we did it last year. Yeah, it was very successful. We expect successful. a lot more people. St. Patty's Day weekend. It's a Sunday yeah. after. You so can get a vendor in. booth. If nothing else, come yeah, and get come a vendor booth. Hang out with us. Um, it, you know what? Pre-registration's at 1, so you can go to church. Yeah. And you can sleep in after your St. Patty's <laughs> Day party. Come out and have a Bloody Mary in the afternoon. And you'll be ready for a great day. And then one more thing I want to point out is we have one more lightning bus trip for the year. Last game of the season. Last game of the season, and it's April sixth on, yes. on a Friday night. It'll be sold out maybe by the time you even watch the show. But get online, check. If you've never been on one of the, the bus trips, it's you know it's a good um, time. you don't have to worry about parking. We all meet at one place. Yep. Jump on the bus, come on back. You don't have to worry about um, you know alcohol, all good stuff. Things like that. Great show, Delaney. We have fun. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, it was. Did fun. you guys so, have fun? Yeah, I thank did. you. Yeah. <laughs> They don't answer. Where's our live studio? I'm going to assume they said yes. All yes, right. Get us out on fun. social media. Share us. Like us. We're on LinkedIn, Twitter. Um, what are we on? Yes, 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 yes. All, We're those, on all things. those things. <laughs> Thanks for watching, everybody. We are today and every day. Moving forward. We'll Have a great week. We'll see you all week. next week. Bye-bye.